Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan, and we have Frank Selby. Uh, Frank, again, welcome back. Frank is our sometimes host, sometimes co-host, but uh, world-class angler, and uh, him and his wife operate... uh, uh, his and her. His fly and her. Fishing. I say he and she. It's his and her fly fishing. And uh, uh, what's what's the website for that? It's his her fly fishing. Dot com. Dot com. Okay. And by the way, Frank um, not only is he a world class fly fishing angler, but also uh, fly tying. He sells flies all over the world. There's a lot of specialty stuff that goes to, you know, Florida, the Caribbean, and Alaska, and things because he he knows how to tie the flies at work. So I just thought I'd throw that in, Frank. Yeah, no, th- thanks a lot. Yeah, we have some certain patterns. Years ago. Bob and uh, Lefty and me, we all made the magazine. Yeah. And if they had said something bad about me in the magazine with them, too, it would have been great. They <laughs> said the three best flies that worked coast to coast was Lefty's Deceiver, yeah. Bob Clouser's Clouser, and Selby's Sly Fly. Oh. I couldn't go through a regular door. I had to go through the big double door to get in <laughs> anywhere. My head was swollen so yeah. big. <laughs> But, uh, well, well it, you know my flies work because I got that halibut. Oh, Frank, come on! I was gonna. Can't you just slow down for a minute? I was gonna mention that, but you know, uh, real story, real quick. Frank and I just got back from Alaska, and before we went, Frank is he's gonna take some fly rods up because he was gonna get a halibut on a fly rod. And I go, Frank, if anybody can do it, I know you can. But lots of luck on that because I've never seen it happen. Well, of course he did. <laughs> But uh, what else can you say? But uh, so anyway, um, but no, it's a great trip. And we've got another trip coming up if you want to go with Frank and I uh, to East Cape uh, of uh, Cabo or East Cape of Baja. That's uh, September 27th to October 1st. Uh, go to the website. Check it out. Go to realfunadventures.com. I think it's up there. Uh, or go to, anyway, uh, get in touch with this because it's getting close. We've got to get it, uh, everybody get their deposit in who knows going to go. Okay, Frank, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with you. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV. View the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one, all while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. Fisherman, if fish anywhere, anywhere there's water, love knows he'll be there. He's just like a gypsy, mighty hard to hold. Great American fisherman got fishing in his soul. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and of course we have Frank Selby, our host, sometimes co-host, or uh, anyway, fishing partner, and uh, you know, we just got back from a trip from Alaska, had a great time, and and Frank, one more time, yeah. before we left, you go, I'm going to take my fly rod, and I'm going to catch a halibut on a fly rod, and I go, well... If anybody can do it, Frank, you can do it. But I've never seen it happen. And we what, had, what size fly rod? My ten weight. And uh, in the earlier segment, we had Mike Briggs as a promotional manager up there. And I said, Mike, when is the last time that you saw someone catch a halibut on a fly rod? And he said, Never. <laughs> I think <laughs> we've me. seen a few. Go yeah, ahead, well, it reminds me of my, a group of guys I had come out uh, from the Midwest who were going to fish for tarpon, mm-hmm. and they show up on the boat with six weight rods. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said uh, you, you can't fish with those. Oh yeah, well we're real fishermen. Well, you know? yeah. we'll show you how to do it. Yeah, I'll bet they, they broke, did. <laughs> they broke every one of their rods. Oh, the rods? Oh no! Yeah. Broke every one of them, because first of all, when you don't fish for tarpon and you don't know the bow to the king, you're yeah. going to pretty much break a rod anyway. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they had these little little sticks they were fishing with. Okay. Pretty funny. Well, see, uh, before we get going into it, why don't you tell our audience who you are and what you do? Oh, well, I try to keep it a secret, because I don't want the phone ringing off the hook. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> Yeah, I actually am semi-retired now, so I, I just fish my regular clients. You know, I like own, me. And you are located. Yeah, you know, if, if a friend calls me up and says, you know, I got some special friends, you know, from the federal show or you know something like that, and I know there are people who are going to respect the fishery, you know, then I'll go. But uh, you know, there's there's so much 
disrespect for the fishery these days, even with all the laws, mm. you know, that they've passed, well, that I, I really don't want to contribute to yeah, it. It's like well, Frank keeps trying to get me to tell tell where my secret spots are. Yeah, well, and I said, if he comes out here, I'm going to have to you pay for that. And take yeah. him out. You pay for that. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to blindfold me. Oh, Siri, this is one thing I really want to ask you. We're going to have him on the show next week. Can you tell John a little bit about who we're going to have on the show? I don't know. Oh, have this is so what? much more fun than talking what, what, about what, the same what? old stuff I do all the time. What, what, what? Um, uh, is Alaska. Uh, a friend of mine is the son-in-law of the guy who owns Valhalla Lodge, and he bought his own lodge called Igwagik. <laughs> and <laughs> Don't even bother spelling it. Say it. Yeah, don't and even bother spelling it. it's on Lake. And... I mean, the rainbows that are in this lake are huge, and everybody kind of thinks they're silver salmon because they're just so fat, and and uh, you know the water's so cold there, and they don't have as much coloring, you know, like they do in the rivers. But they look the more lodge like is a really, silver. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of people look at the picture and say, "Oh, that's a, a, a salmon," and no, nope, no, nope, that's a rainbow. Um, in fact, I sent you a picture from the lodge uh, yesterday, but apparently you haven't gotten in to see it, and a picture of Brad. He also is, uh, other than a fishing guide and a pilot, he's a, um, a bear uh, hunting guide, you know, and critter hunting guide, too, so you can kind of do well, and what, a lot what, of everything. What, what part of Alaska is that? It's on Ili Amna Lake. It's a huge lake. In fact, it looks like an ocean. Okay, well, that, <laughs> that, that's fine. But all these Alaskan names, what part of Alaska is it? Well, it's 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 about two and a half hours north by plane from Anchorage. Oh, yeah, okay. That's up there. That's They're way again. up there. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah, make. But what's really fun about him is, you know, most of the guys that come up there are in there for the the big fish. You know, and the 20, you know, 29 inch and above trout. Whoa. But the places, huh? I said, wow. Yeah, well, those are every catch is that. Well, they'd have to be, you know, they'd have to be steelhead to be that size, aren't they? No. Whoa. That's that's what I'm Lake, saying. You can't believe it unless you see it. Lake trout. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, that they are. They're so fat. And you have like these canals that go down to Lake Iliana that are just straight with no feature. And, you know, you can literally cast from one side of the bank all the way across to the other side of the bank. So basically you'll take a leech pattern and, you know, you cast up, drift down, and you got a fish on. And there's no structure. There's no place for the fish to go. So, I mean, to me it's like being in a trout farm. I don't really like that. I would prefer, like, he'll fly you to Brook Falls. Are you familiar with that? Yes. Uh, have you fished it? Yes. Oh, Frank's been everywhere and done everything. No, oh, not okay. everything. Me and Siri yeah, because... have yet to go for a week fishing, but I'm going to get that one day. If I had my wife won't go out to California because uh, unless I go with Siri from so the and visit with yeah. Siri when mm-hmm. she's not fishing. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you yeah. something about Siri. I have known her for quite a few years. I won't say our years. But she is the most beautiful fishing guide you will ever see. I, if I, hey, you, you're a nine. I've never seen a ten, but you're nine point nine, and I love you from the first day I met. Oh, oh, that's so sweet. Well, you are, and you're one of the best looking girls fishing guides. Plus, you're a damn good guy, fishing girl. 
uh, doesn't matter if you give you a spinning rod or a fly rod, you can still catch a lot of fish. And that I really love. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you put really some of my matter. boys to shame. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I've I'll, even I'll, taken I'll, old fly lines and put them on those um, um, things. The um, oh god, I'm having a mental block now. The uh, the roll uh, the wheels. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, do Sherry, they call those things? Sherry, quick question. Quick question. Yes. Can, can you cook? Oh God, yes. Oh wow, perfect oh. woman. <laughs> hey. I'll tell you another funny story. I had a group of macho guys on the boat one day, and we're looking for tarpon. And tarpon's not my favorite yeah. species to to fish for, but you know it's real hot for people who come out of town. And we spent all day. I finally get on these tarpon, and one of the guys gets a fish hook in his hand. Now here I got this gorgeous pot of tarpon, and he goes, "You got to take me to the hospital." Oh no! You know, the guy's going. Well, do we really have to go to the hospital? No. I said, just pull it out. Just pull it out. He said, no, no, I got to go to the hospital. And the guys are like really upset. He goes, oh, I can't, I can't. I got to go to the hospital. I said, look, just yank it out. Oh, no, I'll hurt myself. So I take a fish hook. I oh, put yeah. it in my thigh and I yank it out. <laughs> oh, my God. And at that point, the guy, the guy, had, the guy had no choice. Oh. Well, I guess <laughs> he the, could. A, a, a quick tip from what I under, hasn't, oh. I haven't had to do it, but if you uh, if you get a, a, a hook in you, what you do is you grab a piece of line and put it around where the bend is in the hook. Yeah, and put, I've done take, that too. Take your, take your thumb and push down where the barb is, and then yank at the string. Yeah, it'll, it'll I've come done out that without too. Tearing it out. It works yeah. really good. And my favorite, my, my favorite though, is to just cut off the eye and push it out the other way. <laughs> yeah, just cut off the yeah the yeah the bar, cut off the barb, cut off sure. the barb. This, yeah. this was a macho thing. I couldn't, you know, let this uh, uh, you know large-breasted blonde humiliate yeah. <laughs> him by being more macho than he was. Yeah, <laughs> I would never think you were macho. Well, I would um, just think Siri, you were beautiful. Siri, one quick, uh, you know. You work all day finding fish, and it's not go. easy in Florida Bay now. Although oh, yeah. I have to say we have probably had oh. this year the best tarpon run that we've had wow. long, that I can remember. I mean, double S- digits every day. Siri, just a quick question. Uh, you mm-hmm. said you're in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you normally fish uh, Miami, you fish tarpon, bonefish, and, and, and that type of stuff? Well, snook, oh, redfish, snook, yeah. oh, triple fish. tail. You got to go out to the yeah. to the um, you know the crab buoys for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really fun to fish on fly because mm-hmm. they they look like baseball caps floating in the water. Yeah, and you, you know they'll take to a you know just a yellow fly. You just pop it right on top, and they'll they'll hit it. And so that's always a lot of fun when you can. Oh wow. Actually, we've got a short segment, so we're going to cut you short. But just a, a real quick thing. Um, if uh, if you have a, a boat, motor and trailer and you can cook and you can fish, will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> well, what have hey, you got? Hey, I'm, I'm in line before you are. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the Bev, Bev left, left me Frank in the well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you think she's joking? She's not. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, it looks like it looks like we're out of it. Siri, thank you so much, and you've been so much fun. Let, let's try and get you on again, and we'll find some more. Maybe we'll even talk about fishing. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, go. yeah. But you gotta you, you gotta get Brad on and talk about this lodge because okay. I oh I wanted to tell you about the Telerik too. All right, I mean, well we'll do that. We'll do that. Nobody. We'll, we'll do that next time. We're out of time. Okay. But we appreciate okay. that. You are listening to Fish on Talk Radio. Appreciate you tuning in. Go to the website listen as many times as you want to and learn some stuff and have some fun. 
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar. Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. You can't catch fish. 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 I got a little story about a city boy. They came to Wisconsin, up from Illinois, so we can enter. The big fish contest, it's a thousand bucks cash for the biggest and the best, but I told him. Guy, you're making a mistake. You don't stand a chance catching fish on the slate, cause hey, you can pray you want to wish. But let me tell you something, guy, you can't fish. I told you there, guy. Can't catch fish. What do you think you're doing? Can't catch fish. For tripe's sake. You can't catch fish. Go back to Illinois. Hey. Can't catch fish. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and also, of course, we have Frank Selby, world-class fly fishing angler. And I'll have to say it one more time, Frank. You know, we've said it a couple of times, but we just got back from Alaska, and before you went, you were going to take your fly rod, and you said that you were going to catch a halibut on a fly rod. And I said, Frank, if anybody can do it, I know you can. But lots of luck. <laughs> hey, and, I have and, been told that all my life. And then and uh, I couldn't do we had we had, we had mu- twice. We had Mike Briggs from uh, Clover Pass Resort that we went to um, on, and I said, uh, Mike, um, 
when how many times have you seen somebody bring in a halibut on a fly rod and he said well he's been up there 10 years or so and he said never <laughs> but guess what of course you did it yeah but uh anyway we're trying to get in touch with uh captain steve up in alaska again but sirius boy she was delightful wasn't she oh siri is one of the most wonderful persons you'll ever meet mm-hmm. my wife and her have so much fun together and i always right. have a lot of fun with siri because i watch people walk into a wall looking at her <laughs> i swear uh, it's the closest thing I've ever seen to a cat. Yeah. Um, well, sounds good and, to me. And and besides that, she can cook and she can fish and she's uh, tall, blonde, beautiful. Yeah, real and, tall, blonde. <laughs> I'm getting some dirty looks from somebody in the studio right now. <laughs> yeah, well, she's got legs that never stop. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, one of these times when we're off the air, I'll tell you a few stories. Uh, we had so much fun in California. Uh, she used to come in the shop all the time, and anybody who came in the shop while she was in the shop, they didn't leave until after she left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, Enjoying uh, the view. Yeah. Well, you know, and the whole thing about fishing, it's not just about catching. You know, yeah. because, if you, Frank, have you ever been someplace when you're fishing um, that wasn't a beautiful place to be? And yeah, I've, got, I've got another question for you also. But Go ahead. The, the answer is, have you ever been on the water? And I'm not sure if I can phrase this correctly on the, on the radio, but if, have you ever been on the water when you've rented a, somebody that's an Oh, <laughs> uh, once or twice. Yeah. I have had that, but not very often. No. no and usually they're a weekend warrior. They, <laughs> yeah, there you go. they may fish once or twice a year. Yeah. Anybody that fishes, you know, quite a few yeah. times. Or I've never met a bad spinning guy or a bad fly fisherman. There you go. Well, especially fly fishermen. Hey. Uh, uh, there's a few in our business, too, but not a lot. Uh, Frank, we have a little bit of a surprise. Uh, we're trying to get in touch with uh, Captain Steve, and that I'm not going to say that word. Uh, talked to him an hour ago, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm ready for you." Well, he's not because he's not answering the phone. But we've got something even better. We have Frank Burr on the line with us, and he uh, Frank with a company called Snowbee. But Frank, what is your position with Snowbee, and what is Snowbee? I'm Vice President of Business Relations with Snowbee. Snowbee USA is a fly fishing manufacturing company that originally started 40 years ago in the United Kingdom, and we just uh, recently opened a USA division last June, so it's been open for a little over a year now. And how, is things, how are things working in the United States? They're working well. We're slowly building our uh, client base and uh, dealers and such. And uh, we just attended ICAST a couple of weeks ago in Orlando, Florida. Well, ICAST, for people that know, it's a, it's a trade show, probably the biggest in the world. That's, uh, it's not open to the public. It's for people in the trade of uh, fishing and, I guess, fishing and hunting, outdoor, but primarily fishing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, primarily fishing, and uh, we're actually in the IFTD section of the building, which is the uh, International Fly, uh, Fly Tackle Dealer section, mm-hmm. and they're actually moving to Denver, Colorado for the next show in October of next year. Oh, So great. we exhibited in the uh, fly yeah. fishing section. Yeah, because I, I went to when it was in Las Vegas, but Florida's a long ways to go, but Denver, that'd be cool. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll yeah. be That's Denver. Cool. Actually, will be cool. It was quite warm in Orlando. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. So, yeah. Looking forward to Denver next year. Right. Well, Did we want to get any time to go fishing. No, not in Florida, actually. A couple of people offered to take us out for some bonefish on the flats, but we just didn't have time. Every day was a busy day and long days and exhausted. So well, uh, probably when we go to Denver next year, we're planning on doing a lot of fishing. Well, this I'll is take you to my secret spot. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> hey, uh, Frank, this is something that you that I'm kind of curious if you know anything about. When I was talking to uh, Frank uh, yesterday about what we're going to talk about on the show today, he was telling me about a particular type of fly rod in a method of fly fishing that I'd never heard of before. I mean, it sounds, you know, primitive, but uh, Frank, would would you mind kind of uh, telling, um, well, Frank and Frank, I guess, uh, a little bit about uh, this this method that you guys are getting involved in? Yes, uh, the uh, method of fishing is actually called tenkara fishing, and it's using a uh, um, telescoping rod or a six-length cane pole with your line just tied on the end of it, usually about the same length of the rod. So let's say they're usually longer rods, 10 to 14 feet long. You have about that much line and then the fly on the end of that. And mostly it's used for dapping or you can use it for Euro-style nymphing, uh, very effective. And it's a method that's been around, actually, for about 4,000 years now. Yeah. It was invented originally by yeah. the Egyptians. Yeah. And then the Japanese have made it uh, very uh, 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 famous, I guess, in the last couple hundred years. Well, and Frank, listen to this. There's no reel. You just tie the line to the end of the rod. Exactly. That's been going on forever. Well, I mean, I imagine that's how it all started, right? Yeah, well, I, we used to take the 15-foot Calcutta sticks and do that up in Mammoth and just a fly, a partial shot of the head of a fly line, old mm-hmm. fly lines, and then tie our leader on it, just flip it upstream, raise the rod as it's going by, lower it when it comes down, you hook a fish, you try to bring it in. Sometimes you have to go down to the river if you get a real big one or up the river. But they're, they're just like the fish in the bobber with an old cane pole with a worm. <laughs> well, on yeah, it. cane, cane pole with same a thing. Yeah, with a bent, yep. uh, you know, it's a piece of sharp bone on the end, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, now when you do that, so how long is the line that you use? Usually Same about way. as long as the rod. Really? So that's it. So you get well. Of course, you got a stream that's only ten, you know, twelve feet wide. You don't really have to throw it thirty or forty feet, do you? So you just kind yeah. of flip, you just kind of flip it out in the middle of the stream and let it float down. Mm-hmm. You can either flip it out or cast it like you would a fly rod within that uh, fixed length of line, or dap it, which means basically dangling the fly over the water, teasing the fish, and then dropping oh. it down. And you'd be amazed at how, fat, how many fish you get that way. Do, do you use fly line, or what kind of line do you use on that? There's three kinds of line that they use on it. One is a level line, which is basically around about 15, uh, 16, 20-pound monofilament line. That's called a level line that you tie a couple of feet of tippet on the end of that, or... They have what's called a braided line, and that makes it a little heavier, a little easier to cast, and it sinks faster if you're going for depth in a lake or so in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last one is actually a floating line, which is fairly new that they've come out with the last couple of years, which is, I think, probably about a three- or four-weight fly line that they've just cut to length, 
and they use they call it a floating line. Wow, that is extremely interesting. Uh, you know, it sounds like if, you know, because fly fishing can be very intimidating to a lot of people, you know, about the movie. And you see this line going out of, you know, you know, 50 yards and, the, you know, it's beautiful and all that. But, um, you know, when there's trees around and, you know, if you're not that experienced, but this sounds like something anybody could do. It is. It's actually a very, very simple method of fishing. I have been tenkara fishing for about 58 years and fly fishing for 50 or 48 years and fly fishing for 47. Uh, I don't fish tenkara that much because I actually think it's too easy, (laughs) if you believe that. (laughs) I like the challenge of fly fishing a lot more. I don't know. It sounds like my kind of fishing to me. (laughs) The dabbing, huh? Yeah, yeah, that is Definitely very not. interesting. You know, I get, I'm the same as you. If I'm going to fly fish, I want a rod and a reel. I just don't want to stick a pole out there and dab. catch fish. If it can't be challenging, I don't want it. Well, I enjoy Thank fishing, you. but I enjoy <laughs> catching even more. But anyway, uh, so Snowby makes uh, these uh, uh, rods now? No, actually not. Snowbee is not going to enter the world of Tenkar as far as manufacturing its own rods. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, work with a, a, a gentleman named Luong Tam who owns a company called Tenkara Tanuki up in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And he produces the rods that I use myself. Okay. They're probably the, one of the best quality rods made in the United States. They're actually made in Japan but marketed here in the U.S. There's several, there were three or four other very well-known companies as well. But I like his rods. They're a little bit more supple, a little bit more forgiving, and you can catch some huge fish on some of his smaller yeah, I, rods. This is, something, really this is something completely new to me. I guess, Frank, you probably know all about it, but I've never even heard of such a thing. I mean, it, it makes sense because, you know, originally you used a bamboo, uh, bamboo rod and tie some line to it and put some kind of a hook on the end. And, yep. you know, that's like you said, 4,000 years, that's how they have been doing it. They used to sell them in Yellowstone National Park because they weren't that yeah. expensive. Yeah. And they were five feet, but they uh, they had four pullouts. Oh, okay. So they were yeah. over 15 feet, and yeah. then they had okay. the, the right. back then, I, I think you're right, they just had the braided now, and a little strike um, in the case. Frank, Frank and Frank, um, we're up against a break right now. And uh, Frank Burr, would you mind hanging around with us for when we come back from the break? Because Be there's something else I want to talk to you about. Okay, right. you, you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. You can go to fishhunttalkradio.com, listen to the show as many times as you want, and uh, let us know what you're looking for. Uh, we'll be right back with you. Years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock-absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water. We've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. And boat with a bunch of fancy gear, crepe steaks, you know it, and lures. Every style type and size, if you think that'll help, you're in for a surprise, cause money. Can't buy skill, you know the guys and me, we can catch a at will against Shadrath. You ain't no match, fish are just something that you can't catch. For crying out loud, guy, you can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. Built a tug on the line and I didn't pay attention. I was spinning way too fast. Before I knew it, I was staring at a 10 pound shiny bass. When I tried to pull the fish inside, I pulled a muscle in my upper thigh. I was so scared. I threw my rod up in the air. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have Frank Selby, and we also have Frank Burr with Snowby, which we haven't really had a chance to talk about, Frank, so hopefully we will. But uh, we're just, what, that, what you were talking about, we did in the last segment, it seems like Japan, um, a lot of stuff, some of the major, you know, high end equipment, you know, reeds and, and uh, rods. And fishing techniques, you know, they, they're the ones that invented the, the butterfly rig. Uh, it come out of Japan. But uh, it just, for some reason, Japan seems to be really at the forefront of fishing. Uh, I'll yeah. let Frank answer that. Okay. Uh, they do come out with a lot of innovations. Fishing uh, of all types, conventional fly fishing and tank cars, very popular in Japan. And, of course, as you know, anybody comes out with a, a new idea, a Japanese will copy it because it's, the, uh, it's a form of flattery in Japan. Uh, you find something good, you copy it. But uh, they do have a lot of their own innovations and do come out with quite a few uh, new ideas every year that are surprising. Well, yeah, well, the uh, United States comes out with a lot of new stuff, too. Oh, absolutely. But, 
everybody just takes it for granted. But what I've noticed about the fly fishing industry is about every 20 years, they go back to the same things they used 20 years ago, maybe just change a little bit about them. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the industry is going to get on to me for that. <laughs> there you go. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking yeah. with it. All righty. Well, just uh, like clothes. Steve, yep, if, we like can, clothes. if we can change the subject a little bit. For, first of all, we've got to get back to Snowbee because it's a... Uh, you've been around for a long time, but not in the United States for a long time. And the equipment that you guys have is, say, par excellence, but very affordable pricing. That's one of our slogans is making fly fishing affordable, okay. especially in the United States. Uh, we've got um, fly rod outfits that started uh, fly rods from $109, fly rod outfits from 139 and our top of the line runs only 459 for the rod. So it, mm -hmm. it is very affordable, even if you want very nice equipment. Mm -hmm. uh, we're starting to design, I helped uh, design a uh, new series of fly rods that will be coming out with this fall. Uh, it's our Prestige Creekside series, and that's going to be three weight and under rods. Uh, we, we already had a 9 foot, and a 10 foot, and 11 foot three weight in existence, and I helped design a, one, a seven and a half foot one weight and a seven foot two weight rod that have just proved to be unbelievable. They took the uh, uh, recommendations and the specs that I gave them at the factory and uh, took off with it, gave me a couple of prototypes two months ago that are just fishing unbelievably, taking them up to several areas with golden trout and brook trout and just caught so many fish, the rods are so accurate and just uh, really a pleasure to fish with. So if any of you out there are looking to, in, to get into ultralight, which is becoming very popular in the United States in the last two or three years, uh, we've got a couple rods that will be out in September, uh, late September, that just I think you'll really love. Now, and that's in our Prestige series. Snowbee, are you guys, is it easy to find retail or do they need to go to the website or what do you recommend? Um, both. I'd say go to the website. We'll have a list of our retail uh, dealers on that uh, and distributors. Uh, the website, of course, is snowbee-usa.com. Okay, so and, that's, uh, that's S-N-O-W-B-E-E. -E. I don't know where what that means about a B that's in the snow or something, but snowbee-usa.com. Uh, oh, yes. Okay. And, by the way, you mentioned something in passing. Um uh, that uh, um, uh, you mentioned golden trout, and I understand you've got some experience in that. Well, golden trout is, I would have to say, my favorite fish that I've ever caught, and uh, probably ever will. What's, what's uh, your uh, What's your email address? My email address is Frank B at snowbee-usa dot com. Okay. Uh, and uh, I've been fishing for golden trout probably the longest, uh, over 32 years in this one area, which is in golden trout wilderness. And uh, I was lucky enough last year and this year to be part of a program that was uh, put on jointly with the Pasadena Casting Club down here in L.A. and the Outward Bound Adventures Group, uh, which is a group of uh, people that uh, get a lot of donations and help city kids get out and explore the wilderness and the outdoors and, and teach them about survival in the outdoors. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of these kids have probably never even been to our local mountains. And this gives them a chance to spend 10 yeah. days out in wow. the wilderness. Well, uh, starting... Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, this is not scientific, but I would say if you, you've got 100 anglers in a room, 
And you said, everybody that's ever caught a golden trout, raise your hand. I doubt if you'd get more than a couple. Probably. Golden trout are found in elevations usually above 8,000 feet or higher. So it takes a little bit of hiking to get up there. And a lot of people don't want to take the effort, but they should. It's not only are the areas that they live in, the golden trout live in, beautiful, uh, but they make nice hikes, uh, you know, very easy to a lot of places. And is, I think, one of the most beautiful fish that you'll ever catch in your life. Well, give us but, a quick idea. And I've had, fortunately, I've had the chance to catch one that's uh, up above Mammoth, and you have to go up 10,000 feet, you know, to get to them. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I didn't hike, trust me. <laughs> we had, to, you know, uh, Dodge Ram Chrysler Jeep gave us some equipment to used to go up there and it was uh it was quite interesting to get there uh but you don't you don't see any you don't see any uh motorhomes up there either but uh, <laughs> give us give us an idea of what a golden trout is and what it looks like and Golden trout is just unbelievable. As the name says, golden. Uh, most of the coloration is golden. It's got a, a very pronounced red lateral stripe. And the underbelly is usually bright orange with white tips on the uh, uh, fins. So mm-hmm. it's just very brightly colored, mostly a gold color, a golden orange. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's usually only found above uh, 8,000 feet, uh, a lot at 10,000 feet. area that I go to in golden trout wilderness, I've been going to for 32 years now, and uh, or so some of the most colorful golden trout in California I've ever found or found in that area. And, uh, uh, are, they, are they native to California? They no. are native to California, uh, as well as other states. But uh, in California, mostly the Kern Plateau area, there's three strain, strains of golden trout that we're famous for. Uh, and uh, a lot of those have been reared, the, the uh, eggs collected in the uh, Cottonwood the Lakes area, and uh, planted all throughout California oh. and exported to other states and countries as well mm-hmm. uh, for their golden trout population. But the golden trout, you know, even though it's, it, it could be a hatchery fish, I mean, rainbows basically, you know, a lot of times they, they release them, they're uh, triploids where they cannot produce. But they're, right. you know, they're, they're a put-and-take lake. But golden trout, you really don't want to kill those, do you? Not really. Uh, like I said, they live at high altitudes. Their season is very short. They usually don't get enough food to eat in the first place. Most of the ones you're going to find, unless it's in a, in a uh, high uh, Sierra lake, are going to be fairly small, 12 inches or under, and that's where you find the coloration. Once the golden trout gets big in a lake, they actually lose most of their color mm-hmm. and get very silvery white in color, so they're not as stunning as you do find them mm-hmm. in the smaller sizes in the stream. And, um, and, and just, you know, and they, I wouldn't say they're the, probably the, the toughest fighters, but they're sure a lot of fun to catch. They are a ton of fun to catch, especially on ultralight gear or on tankara rods. Uh, yeah, like I said, last year and this year, I've been fortunate enough to uh, be able to volunteer four days last year and nine days this year up at Golden Trout Camp teaching uh, groups, uh, two groups of kids how to fly fish for the first time in their lives. And they actually get to catch these golden trout. So the looks on their faces as they bring in these first fish are just amazing. You know, the, the smile, the happiness, and it just makes yeah. it well worth uh, volunteering your time to, well, to if, uh, if some, one out. quick question were you mm-hmm. up on the, the upper upper fork of the Kern and the Kennedy Troy and Menashe Meadows or were you on the other side I was actually above that on the east side in the Cottonwood Lakes area Golden okay. Trout Camp is situated about three miles from Horseshoe Meadow on the trail and Golden Child Camp is actually a uh, educational private facility owned by Thatcher Schools, 
and you can only go there by invitation only. So it's been uh, a pleasure in the last couple of years to be able to volunteer and mm-hmm. stay at Golden Child Camp, which has been a wish of mine for the last 30 years to be able to stay there and, and fish in the camp. And that's uh, yeah. been very exciting. Well, Frank, if you don't... I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Frank. Uh, yeah. I, I like to fish above the weirs, above... Manashi Meadows, and you were saying 12 inches. Mm. Below the of the rears, there are a lot of small golden hybrids. Above the rear, they are wild goldens that were brought over in barrels over 100 years ago. Wow. From yeah. Colorado. And uh, five years ago, my biggest one was 17 inches, and I've got a photograph Whoa. of it. Uh, and I released it. Uh, we used to go up to Rattle, Rattlesnake Creek and follow it mm-hmm. up. And I've never seen a rattlesnake at Rattlesnake Creek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank Burp, uh, we're almost out of time. But before we do that, we're talking about Snowbee, which is mm-hmm. S-N-O-W-B-E-E-USA.com. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about the fly rods you're coming out with. What else do you guys do? Uh, we carry a full line of fly rods, reels, uh, waders we've been famous for. Uh, actually started 40 years ago with the waders. Our newest one we just came out with is the XTX Bootfoot Wader, which I was fortunate enough to wear uh, on our McGee Creek trip where I caught that 23-inch cutthroat trout. And we hiked five miles on the thing. Very comfortable. Didn't get overheated. It was wonderful. Also carry a full line of accessories, of course, uh, your lines that are manufactured in the U.K. that Snowbee is famous for, uh, especially our Thistle Down line, which is a, believe it or not, uh, rated as a two to five weight line. One line can be used on all those different weight rods. Hmm. Most people don't believe it, but I say can't explain how it's done, just like the Coke formula is a secret, so is this, but try it. You'll well, love it. Well, Frank, I don't have one of your rods and reels, hint, hint. But uh, anyway, we're going to have to take a quick break, but if you wouldn't mind, we only got a few minutes left in the last segment, but we're having so much fun. Would you mind hanging over? No, not at all. Thank okay, you. Okay, you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com. Uh, the show will be up, and uh, just go to the front page and click on it, listen to it, and enjoy it. The soft science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the soft science fin fishing shoes and boots and the fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. 
enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. That's what I'm doing. Think about nothing, not even you. Catch me a big one, a fine speckled trout. Slapping in the water, I pull it right out. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. And also, of course, we have Frank Selby, and uh, uh, who is a world-class fly fishing angler. And I'll say it one more time. We just got back from a trip to Alaska, and Frank says he's taking his fly rod to catch a halibut. And I go, Frank... If anybody can do it, you can, but I've never seen it. <laughs> well, you did then. Yeah, of course. And it cost course. you 10 <laughs> yeah, It cost me 10 bucks. yeah. <laughs> well, actually, there, how many, I think there was 10 of us in that pool, so you made 100 bucks, right? Yeah, and we, uh, we had a few drinks at the bar, and you weren't there. Well, then, oh. it, then I guess you owe me one. No, <laughs> you weren't there. <laughs> I oh, one thing, Frank, you did, you didn't mention about the flies you guys carry. Actually, Snowby doesn't carry any flies. Oh, it's uh, you. I I only carry them in my own uh, fly shop, which is oasisflyshop.com. Well, I'm and, sorry. And o- only- say that again slower. Oasis Fly Shop. Yes, dot okay. com, okay. and that's my own uh, online fly shop. Mm-hmm. And I carry, of course, Snowy products, Loon products, Doctor Slick, a bunch of stuff, and my own flies that I get uh, from overseas tires. And uh, along with the traditional fly fishing flies that I carry, that work uh, that I use myself for when I guide in the eastern and western Sierra, as well as for myself, I've just started carrying uh, seventeen new Tenkara Kabardi flies, which are a different style of flies using soft tackle that work really well with a, a Tenkara rod there oh, when they're fished in the water. What, they just I'm sorry, what were those again? so realistic. Uh, what, 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 crazy I'm over. sorry, what was that word you said again? It sounded like Japanese. What was it? 
Well, first one is Tenkara, which is what the rod is called. And Kibari, K-E-B-A-R-I, means the soft hair. And uh, that's a type of style of fly that's used in Japan along with the Tenkara rod. There we go. And they're very real, lifelike and realistic when they're fished in the water with the Tenkara uh, Mm -hmm. action. Well, you know, just you you mentioned, we keep going back to Japan, but I just want to mention real quick, we went to, uh, I think it's Manzanar, which was an internment camp during World War II. Yeah, uh, it's north of Lone Pine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, apparently the uh, guards and the people that kept him there, you know, they turned their uh, turned their back because the Japanese would go out into the streams and catch fish and bring them back and share them. Yep. <laughs> There's actually a DVD out called Manzanar Fishing Club mm-hmm. that tells about that whole story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Frank, but, my buddy Frank Kondo was seven years old when he was in the internment camp up there. Wow. He passed away about nine years ago. They made a mistake when they were operating, left something in him at a hospital here locally. Yeah, I'll tell you what. passed away. You know, my advice is don't go to a hospital. People get sick (laughs) there and they die there. But uh, just stay away from hospitals. (laughs) But anyway... (laughs) Anyway, well, hey Frank, why don't we go on out? You know, uh, when you get a chance, give me a call. And I'll find out if I can get a boat that day. We need to go out and do a little saltwater fly fishing. Mm-hmm. Sound like a plan? Uh, well, he should be on there. But uh, anyway, uh, real quickly, uh, Frank. Uh, I don't know what happened to, to Frank Burr, but. Uh, um, you know, it's you know, it's those. I know what it is. It's those Chinese are messing with our satellites, and that's yeah. screws up the cell phones. But anyway, um, we want to talk real quickly about our, our upcoming trip, which is to East Cape Los Bariles in in uh, right north of Cabo San Lucas. And Frank, I'm sure you're going. And so, if you want to come fishing with us. Uh, get in touch with this, and it's what a, it's eight hundred and fifty bucks, which includes uh, was it four or five nights, accommodations, uh, two days cruiser fishing, and a bunch of other stuff. So, man, it's uh, we, but we need to get people. It's coming up quick. It's September twenty seventh to the October first. Yeah. Uh, so, it is. Uh, uh, get in touch with this as soon as you can. And again, go to fishtalkradio.com or fishhunttalkradio.com, either one. And uh, you go to Real Fun Adventures and you can find more about the trip. But, uh, Frank, we really appreciate you coming on again. And uh, I'm looking forward to September. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Welcome to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan, and of course, we have Frank Selby, our sometimes host, sometimes co-host, but a good friend and a tremendous fly fisherman, world famous. But uh, Frank and I just got back from a trip, so I think we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, That was the one we just got back from Alaska. And so stay tuned if you want to get some information about all of that. But let's, Frank, let's talk a little bit about our next trip, which is uh, September September 27 to August, September, October. So October 1st, September September 27 to October 1st. 
<laughs> yeah, that's going to be a good trip because you can fish off the beach or you can go out on the boat. And down there, you fish year-round and at least get the tugs on your line. Well, you know the great thing about Baja, Frank, is <clears throat> I live in Santa Barbara. And to charter a boat out of Santa Barbara or Florida or uh, most anywhere else in the world, uh, a charter out of Alaska that we just went on, uh, it's about $400 per person. But in Baja, you can get a, a 32-foot twin screw with a captain and deckhand for $400 for a day. Yeah. And it is, you know, it's, it's such a deal. This particular trip includes uh, is it five nights accommodations, I think, three days. Yeah. Days, yeah, four, three or four, whatever it is. Um, uh, two days cruiser fishing, and then you spend a day either just surfing from the beach, renting an ATV, go zip lining, or cruising town. Uh, 850 bucks. And, That's a, and, a deal. You can't even get a guide for two days yeah. for that. And uh, not only that, the airport down there has you know many, many flights, so it's very affordable and easy to get to. We would really appreciate if people would contact us and ask questions about it, because I know we've got hundreds of thousands of people out there listening, but people just never seem to get around to get in touch with us. You can yeah, do that. Well, they better do it quick, yeah. because we have shut-off dates like everybody else. That's right. Go to go to uh, fishtalkradio.com is the easy way. And uh, if you get in touch with us and, you know, if you've got any questions or you've got a group, just let us know. Anyway, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and uh, uh, probably talk about Alaska. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock-absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. 
Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and this is Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and we have uh, Frank Selby and uh, the uh, and, and Tony Beam. Frank, who is Tony Beam? He's supposed to be on the phone right now, and he's walked down to the docks. And I just anyway, but uh, tell us a little bit about the lodge. You got Tony Lodge. I've known him for a lot of years. His son-in-law and me did things together. I've been going up there for over 20 years. Okay. Do we have, Always do we have to- said, Mark, do we have Tony now? See if Tony's on there. Tony? What's, yes, you, Tony. What are you doing? We're calling you and you're down working on the dock. Anyway, uh, we're just uh, starting your segment right now. we got Frank on the line, and I was just asking him some questions about the lodge, but I think you could probably answer better than anybody else. So let's go ahead and start with that. This is Tony Beam from, and what is the name of the lodge? Alagnac Lodge. I'm sorry? On the Alagnac River in southwest Alaska. All right. Well, anybody that can uh, send me an email right now, without looking it up on the Internet, and spell that correctly, I'll send them a prize. A-L- oh, no, 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 no. That, no, was, no, that no, would no, ruin no. it. Wait a minute. If you, if you do that, then there wouldn't be any point to it, would it? Send me an email right now. <laughs> uh, would you give your website yeah. and your phone number first? Because then we can get to talking about all the silvers you guys are catching. <laughs> okay. But don't spell it. Don't spell it. We want them to find out how to spell it. Oh, no, no, go ahead and spell it, and that way anybody that's listening can call in and give us the right answer. Just, uh, no, call in, just uh, email me at john at fishtalkradio.com, and we'll get you something well, well worth the trouble. Yeah, anyway, my people. Yeah. Okay, Tony. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. www.alagnak. L-O-D-G-E dot com. Holy smokes. I couldn't write that fast. Do that again. <laughs> www dot A-L-A-G-N-A-K L-O-D-G-E dot com. Hey, Tony, uh, you're now right in the beginning of our silver run. How How is it shaping up? I know the humpies are already in. Well, you're correct in that we're just at the beginning of it. We are catching both humpies and silvers. The full run's not here yet, but we're picking up, you know, per rod out there, we're picking up about two 
two per rod mm-hmm. right now and Tony, per session, Tony, where which you, is a five-hour session. Oh, uh, that's a, and is that a, a, on a boat by the bank, or what? what is that? Uh, what? Well, we, we fish almost completely well out of a boat, and then we'll get on a bar. We do not get on the bank itself because those are bear trails, and they <laughs> contain bears and wild yeah. animals, including the wolf, the foxes, and everything. So yeah. we, we stay that, off of their trails, and we stay on the bars and we can see them coming. Oh, okay. Now, uh, the neatest thing about the Alagnac Lodge, and I know it's got a little busier, but you can run upriver and maybe see six boats at the most. Now it's probably, if it's six boats where you're at, probably three of them are the Alagnac Lodge boats. Well, Am I lying? But, well, you know, it's kind of funny, but first of all, yeah, we define crowded. If, if you can see another boat while you're fishing or another fisherman, we call that crowded. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that's still true. But all the lodges high up on the river, they're all coming down in front of our lodge to fish. Mm-hmm. They're running 40, 45 minutes down river, then an hour back, and they're fishing here because this is where the fish are. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's not funny. just us. It's the other lodges on the river, and flying lodges are coming yeah. and landing here and fishing. Tony, I, I've, over the period of time, I've developed, I'll give, you the, I'll give you the first one. If you want to yeah. catch fish, the first thing you have to learn is go where the fish are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Certainly saves a lot of time and effort yeah. and wasted time to, yeah. to run around to where the fish are because here, here's where they are. <laughs> yep. Oh, Tony, one thing i got to ask you. You know, the, send me a bunch of flyers. I've, I've already got six for what we were talking about. I can do that. When you get back. I know it'll be a few weeks. Uh, yeah, right. Tony, yeah, you're right. I don't have uh, too many with me. <laughs> uh, Tony, yeah. uh, Frank and I just got back from southeast Alaska. Where is Alagnac, uh, Alagnac Lodge? It's a plane ride away because we are in southwest Alaska. Well, you know, see, the, well, Ketchikan is the, uh, the plane ride. Kind of where the Aleutian Islands come into the main body of Alaska. Oh, wait, wait that. So you are, I thought you were, that's southeast, isn't it? Southwest. East is where the Kenai and Anchorage right. are there right. in the southeast. And you we are? Southwest. The sun sets in the west. <laughs> yeah. But you said the Aleutian Islands. That's that's to the west. Well, as well, the Aleutian Islands come in the main body of Alaska, just, you know, right below where we are. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I think so. I'm, yeah. trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get a mental image of that. But, uh, well. And tell us a little bit about the lodge. What is it? Well, it's been established here since, I guess, 1980s when it got built, and it's um, been continuously operated and well-maintained <laughs> through the Excellent. years. Excellent. Uh, and it's, it's, we, we maintain it as kind of a rustic lodge. Uh, we're not trying to be a five-star, but we're trying to operate <laughs> like one. I mean, it's, it's comfortable, it's clean, yeah. it's up-to-date. And yet, it's a you know true fishing lodge. Well, all you really need is clean, 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 clean sheets and good food. Oh, the food great is food. excellent. Definitely served the great food, and, and uh, yeah. And we yeah. serve it buffet style, 
we serve it promptly. Family style, at, yeah. The appointed time so the people can keep their fishing schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like it. I like it because we come in at lunch. If we want to go right back out after lunch, we can. Or we can wait until after dinner, take a nap and relax, and then go out right after dinner and then come back yeah. in. So you're referring to the fact that we fish two out of three sessions in the morning, afternoon, evening, and you get two of them, hmm. and that gives you time to relax. Gives mm-hmm. the time, the guide time to relax. Yeah. They will fish you two sessions a day. Well, so the, is it is the lodge all inclusive? Yes, it is okay. totally all inclusive. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Except you don't have the your beer and beer, wine. We've got it, mm-hmm. and we don't charge you extra. Everything's included in the price. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's, and those are guided trips. Fully guided two, and this is another big point. It's one guide per two people. Wow. So the boat's eighteen foot welded aluminum with forty horsepower motors, and it, it, there's two people and one guided in those boats. Right, and this is is this all freshwater. This is all freshwater. However, we're in tidal water. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we have like a 12-foot swing in the mm-hmm. the height of the water, yeah. given the tides. Right. So, but it's it's all freshwater. It just you know the tide the salt water backs up. Okay. Into bracket. Well, we're we're down, we're, we're just uh, all freshwater. Uh, Tony, we're already down to just about one minute. Uh, but what species of of fish do you normally fish for? Well, we we have traditionally fished for the five species. On even years, we mm-hmm. get the pinks. Right. Other years, we have the all four, all five species. Then. Right. And this year, we started getting the rainbows are back, and they're really? coming back as nineteen to twenty five inches. Whoa! Oh, that's really back. good. Now, are, those, are those rainbow or steelhead? Rainbow. Huh. I'm sorry. Rainbow or steelhead. Rainbow. Oh, darn. That's interesting. We believe they're rainbows. We believe they stay in fresh water, but yeah. they're, they are easily confused for steelhead. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they are, yeah. we, we think, they are rain, uh, true freshwater rainbows. Well, Tony, that's... And, uh, can I say uh, one thing real quick? We got, we got 10 seconds. Okay. Anybody that has dirty clothes, you set them out, the girl will come up and pick them up. And you give her a good tip. <laughs> Jump in the water, Frank. Anyway, we have to go, and that's A-L-A-G-N-A-K Lodge.com. Uh, and get in touch with Tony up there. And don't forget to send an email. If you can spell it right, we'll still send you something. You're listening right. to Fish Hunt and, Talk uh, Radio. September, I'll be more responsive right now. There you go. All right, you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com and listen to the show. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar. 
Car, Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that that it feels like Christmas once a month, and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com, and start getting your packages every month. This is John, and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have on the line with us, of course, Frank Selvey, the uh, world-class fly angler. And we also have uh, Michael Briggs, uh, who is, uh, well, actually, he's the guy, but he wouldn't admit to that, that that runs Clover Pass Resort. Um, But, of course, uh, Russell Thomas that owns it wouldn't admit to that. But uh, but Mike is a guy that that can make it happen, and we really appreciate what you did for us this year, Mike. Well, you know, we appreciate you coming up every year. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's always a lot of fun to see you guys come up and and get out there on the water and enjoy everything that Ketchikan has to offer. Yeah. Well, and Ketchikan does have a lot to offer, as a matter of fact. Um, I think one of the things that we'd like to mention is that, well, we cannot say that the fishing was – stellar this year matter of fact it's probably the worst i've seen it in 15 years but that's that doesn't mean it's bad it's just not as good that's all but uh i still i still came back with a 50 pound box 
Yeah. There you go. I, I mean, you know, I quite can't... honestly, it's been really just strange as far as that goes. I mean, you know, it's definitely not a typical year, but what I'm you know, seeing is it's from day to day it's changing. So oh, yeah. Monday it's hot and you're catching a ton of fish. Tuesday you're not even getting a bite on the water. So yeah. I, I don't have any way to explain it, but, um, you know, it's certainly, well, certainly it been happens. a strange, I'll tell you strange what, year this year. If, if last Saturday... It would have been like that every day. We'd have come back with multiple boxes of, of fillets. <laughs> right. It was just, a, well, for a couple of things. First of all, um, and Frank, you know, went to a couple of friends of his from Chicago, and we're going to save some stories about that because we're going to talk about the trip uh, in the next segment. But uh, um, the, you know, the fishing was slow, so... I thought, well, I have an idea, you know, because if you get one 70-pound halibut, I mean, that counts for, you know, like six or eight salmon. So let's go for yeah. that. So I wasted, you know, and it was one of those things I call hero or zero because, <laughs> you know, when you when you go after it and you get it, it's awesome. But uh, when you don't, it's not, you know. So this year I was a zero instead of a hero. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I was like, a, I've had a hero few this, this year as well. Frank, we can't talk about uh, that. There's a... <laughs> what, what's that? I said Frank wants to brag about something. I told him to save it. <laughs> but I want to say one thing. Okay. And I've been on a lot of lodges. The one thing that made that trip really great was your staff at mm-hmm. the lodge. Ever I you always have one bad person. I didn't meet one bad person. Everybody bent over backwards to help you. Well, and uh, I want yeah. to compliment you on that and the people at the lodge. Well, Frank, let me interrupt you. Um, I've been up there, I think this is my 15th year. Now, the as you can understand, the problem in running a lodge in Alaska is that it's not a you know, year-round situation. I mean, people come up for three or four months, and the next year, most of them are, are new again. So, you know, it's kind of like having a, you know, an NFL team where you got brand-new players every year. <laughs> I mean, that'd be tough, wouldn't it? But... Uh, <laughs> But uh, you guys, I tell you what, the staff and crew that you had up there this year, as I told you before, Mike, was was stellar. And make sure yeah. that uh, uh, that you tell Sandra in the kitchen how much we appreciated, you know, which she's such a doll and she can cook. She is. Yeah. I mean, she's she's doing a dynamite job this year. There's no question about that. I mean, and that's been, you know, it's. Like you said, it's really difficult when you got, you know, a five-month window, three-month window. People are coming up, and they're, you know, it's mostly college kids coming up to make some money for the school year. Yeah. And the and the probably the toughest role to fill in with a situation like that is, you know, the chef. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're not used to doing, you know, it's you can't hire a college kid to be the chef. No. So, no. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we we really feel blessed to have Sandy up there this mm-hmm. year. She's doing a dynamite job and the food is quite honestly i think it's spectacular actually so. as, as you know i like to cook and i've always thought of that maybe i should spend a summer up there but man that's too much work i mean <laughs> breakfast lunch <laughs> yeah, and dinner yeah, i don't man, know john it's, don't it's a long day, long, for you, long day. Yeah. <laughs> four o'clock in the morning you start yeah. and you don't get done until 11 when yeah, you're a that's, chef. that's about it yeah i yeah. know but uh you know one one year what I, oh gosh I don't know, four or five years ago, we were up there, and I pulled into the dock, and the, the dock hand had just 
just arrived and he he took the line and he put a half hitch on uh, <laughs> uh, you know, on to the, to the cleat and I go what in the hell are you doing? <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, you know, but that that has to be, you know, a, a problem when people, they just say, oh, it sounds like fun for a summer job. But that staff that you had this year was stellar, really. It's probably, uh, you know, all the way from the drivers, you know. And by the way, if you want to go up there and uh, um, let's talk about uh, Ward Lake, uh, Frank. So, yeah, that was fun. And I probably shouldn't say this on the radio. But uh, when we talk, Ward Lake is just this beautiful. It's not huge, but it's a beautiful freshwater lake. You know, not just just a short distance out of Ketchikan. And so Frank was. Uh, we talked about it beforehand. So he brought up four fly rods. Five. Five. Okay, I didn't see it. Well, okay. <laughs> Anyway, but uh, he was given lessons on the lake and actually catching fish. And what we, the plan was is that we'd go out there and they have a uh, an areas you know with like little you know log wood you know enclosures with barbecue pits and tables. So we were going to go up there and you know barbecue some steaks. And, you know, the day before, uh, Sandra in the kitchen, I said, well, you know, we're not going to be here for dinner tomorrow. Is there any chance you could maybe slice off, uh, you know, some um, prime rib so that we can barbecue? And she goes, well, we've got some, but it's frozen. She goes, how about filet mignon? And I go, okay. <laughs> so she, she gave us five steaks, and uh, it was fantastic. But uh, that was mostly sitting around the table and and telling lies and uh, having a couple of beers and barbecuing steaks while Frank was out giving lessons on the water. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I think that little stream coming in, if I go next year, I'm walking around there and yeah. fishing the salmon coming in because they were jumping and just oh, right yeah. at the beginning yeah. of the lake over there. Oh, yeah. No, it was beautiful. And, you know, the, the Ketchikan is really... Um, I don't know. It was. It was. It's you know one of the original towns. You know the downtown areas where uh, Creek Street, where they have uh, you know these older buildings, and three or four of them are apparently previously um, houses of pleasure. And uh, <laughs> oh, actually, more than three or four of them were. Yeah. <laughs> and some bars. They still got some classic bars and and some great restaurants. Uh, and if you're at staying at Clover Pass Resort. Uh, they have vans going back and forth to the airport, you know, every hour or two. And if you want to get a ride into town, our driver took us directly to Ward Lake. And we said, okay, we would stay here for three hours and pick us up at 7 o'clock. And he was right there five minutes to 7 waiting for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. and uh, But we probably should talk about the fishing a little bit. It was a difficult year because all over um, the western United States, and it seems like going all the way to Europe and the Pacific, there's just this heat wave that's very abnormal. Um, mm -hmm. you know, they're talking about you know ice melting in the Arctic and even even into uh, you know the um, e even into Europe they've had unusual high temperatures. Well, the water was probably what eight to ten degrees above normal, or what would you say, Mike? Well, 
I mean, you know, the, the surface temperatures are going to come up when you've yeah, got high temps. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, while you were here, I think we hit the 80s. You know, we were in the mid-80s for, on some of those days. Said, yeah. That's just really unusual for oh, our it's like, area. It's like being in Baja. And, mm-hmm. and, and it, when it does get hot like that, I mean, there's on a typical year, you might have, you know, a week of rain and then three or four days of this clear, Sun, yeah. you know, weather with the heat. But, but while, you, I mean... We had two straight weeks, if not more than that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 17, 18 days straight oh, yeah. of, of 70s, upper 70s, low 80s. And it's just really unusual, you know, and, and the fish certainly prefer it to be raining around here. And, and we get 165 mm-hmm. inches of rain on a typical year. So they're coming to the right place for rain. But <laughs> this summer, it's just been unusual. We've had had very little rain and a lot of really great weather, which certainly makes the citizens around here happy because we get to enjoy catch a can without a, a downpour. But but the fish don't like it. And if you're a fisherman and you're up here, you certainly want to see more of that precipitation coming through to keep those fish moving. Uh, hey, Mike, just a quick question. Um, we've got a break coming up in about a minute. But mm-hmm. uh, Frank and I were going to talk about Alaska uh, and the trip. Would you mind hanging on to the second segment for a little bit? Absolutely. No problem. Okay. Well, good. That way you don't have to pressure it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, what I, what I found out is that uh, it, it took a while, but everybody said, well, the, you know, the warm water, the fish go deep. Well, mm-hmm. on uh, the last day we were there um, on a downrigger, we went down 80 feet with a pink hoochie. Mm-hmm. And here's the kicker. Uh, we had some butt juice, you know, from Procure. And mm-hmm. somebody put that on. I go, that's not what it's for. It's for halibut. But he put it on. And that, the ones that he put down were catching two to one. Uh, and all you mm-hmm. put a, a flasher uh, with a pink uh, hooch on it and some of that halibut uh, scent. Um, well, it's not halibut mm-hmm. scent, but it's uh, salmon eggs and herring. But, uh, you know, we, we whacked them. We got like... You know, what, 12 and f- 5 hours, something like that? So anyway, we're going we're to take a quick break. Please sure and listen to fishhunttalkradio.com. Go anytime, listen to any show as much as you want, and then maybe you might even learn something. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be right back. Let's go fishing, boys. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code Fish Talk for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month, and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com, and start getting your packages every month. This is John, and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV. View the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one. All while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouthwatering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and of course we have Frank Selby. And we're holding Michael Briggs over, who is, uh, um, I'm sure Russell Thomas, one of the owners, would not agree with this, but uh, Michael's pretty much the one that runs things up there. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. He'll take, he, he'll, he'll, he takes care of things. He's not, he doesn't do the day-to-day operations, but he, he makes it all work. Yeah. And Michael, you've did you know you've always treated me well, and this trip in particular. But uh, well, I appreciate that. Okay, Frank, it's time. Uh, oh, you've been okay. you've been you've been biting at the bit. You want to tell everybody, but let me set this up. Before, Frank is a I would I would say an avid fly angler would not even come close to it. He's a world class fly angler. And, you know, he's, he took his, his fly fishing rods up, and he says, uh, I'm going to catch a halibut on the fly rod. And I go, Frank, you know, if anybody can do it, you can do it. But lots of luck, <laughs> because that's normally not how you catch halibut. Well, Frank, how did you do? I got a 38-inch, about a 30-pound halibut on the fly on the drop-off right around the corner from where the lodge is. 
Well, I, like yeah, I said. Just as I dropped real deep, it came off the ledge, and I had it on. And we call it Fred instead of Frank's halibut because Ed and me both had fun playing with it. Oh, okay. Hey, Michael, when's the, how many times have you ever seen a halibut come in on a fly rod at Clover Pass? Uh, zero. <laughs> 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 and I won the There's jackpot. a couple of cool saltwater fly fishing spots nearby, but I've never seen anybody go after halibut on one. That, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, I didn't bring my 15 weight. I had it all ready to go. I went and got my lead core line, and I left that and my 15 weight rod sitting right by my bag. I was so excited to get going. I forgot it. Didn't put it in the. Well, the if car. you don't, if you don't have your 15 weight, then you don't want to go to the 150, 200 pounders, then do you? Yep, that's right. <laughs> I wanted a, I wanted a 200 or plus on the fly, and I brought the big flies. They're about 10 to 12 inches long with the two hooks in them, and I have caught some really big fish on that fly mm-hmm. from yellowfin. To bluefin, mm-hmm. to dorado, yeah, and halibut, yeah. But uh, um, well, okay, Frank, you, you again, you proved me wrong. I didn't say you couldn't do it. I said if anybody could do it, it would be you. Yeah, I'm. Go- I'm still having in that tw- uh, that ten dollars of yours. I'm going to have two nice beers tonight. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> no, we put into a pool $10 for the biggest fish, and, and I think that halibut took it. It did. Yeah, that's right. I almost forgot about that. Why did you remind me? Oh, because <laughs> I have to have a few surprises, <laughs> yeah, too, you, you know. Yeah. But I'll tell you, we uh, the, the guys that were in it, we all had a drink yeah. on it. I don't remember having a drink on it. You were gone. You were in town playing around. Oh, okay. Okay. But uh, anyway, but the uh, again, you know, it was it was slow. But you know, we did even even when it's really slow, it's not bad. You know, just sometimes it's a lot better. And yeah, you did have to go deep uh, to find them. But uh, the other thing is, we had such a great group of people, Frank, and that's what really made the trip. Yeah, it was all great. From mm-hmm. the guy from Florida, the guys from uh, Chicago, mm-hmm. Chicago, the ones from California, one Canada. was from Arizona, I think, mm-hmm. and Canada, mm-hmm. and Canada. Your nephew, mm-hmm. he was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed teaching him fly fishing. Right. He he tried to push it hard, but other than that, he did all right. Yeah. He yeah he did catch something. Yeah. A big stick. (laughs) A stick fish, huh? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, stick fish. But he is a great kid. You know, uh, when we were taking a break a little bit, uh, we were talking a little bit about about preparing fish. And, Mike, I know that you have a lot of experience at it because you're, you know, you do pretty well in the kitchen yourself. Uh, But some tips on halibut and salmon. Uh, Would you mind sharing some of your favorites with us? Well, I mean, sure. Uh, with you know, halibut is fairly mild, so you can do a lot of different things with that. Um, you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, I'll make 
fish tacos with halibut with a mango salsa. I think that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite ways to eat it. Salmon, again, you know, it, uh, that one's got a little bit more flavor, a little bit more pungent, you know, than than halibut is. And, and some oil. people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, some people are like, well, I'm not really too fond of it. Um, I prefer halibut or what have you. But, you know, there's some ways to make salmon. Like, for instance, I do a, a, a butter and brown sugar glaze over the salmon. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that will kind of, you know, reduce that, the fishiness, so is, to speak. And is that in the oven or on the barbecue? Either way. I mean, I'll take it, What you know, like when I'll take a, a filet out of the fridge and, and let it kind of get up to room temperature. I'll go ahead and, and bathe it in that, uh, in that glaze and let it sort of absorb some of those flavors and then throw it on the grill or bake it. You know, if, uh, you got about an, you know, one to two inch filet, 15 minutes at 350 degrees, you got a perfect filet. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll give and you then, a, a, you know, obviously we do a lot of smoking up here. Uh, you know, with all the different species of salmon that come through, you know, mm-hmm. we've got kings and silvers and pinks and chum and sockeye. Well, a lot of the times, you know, uh, Askins can be a little bit snobbish about their salmon, and so yeah. they'll, you know, throw back all the pinks. And yeah. me personally, I right. keep my pinks and I smoke those. Yep. And I'll keep my coho ready for the grill. And yeah. and then kings, honestly, with the way usually what I do with those they're a little fewer and further between. So if I catch a king, I usually don't even bother freezing that one. I'll go cook it the same day go. I catch it. There you go. Well, and the secret about kings in particular, but fish, you don't want to cook it. All you need to do is warm it up. Yeah. And otherwise, you know, if you think about cooking it, all it does is dry it out. But, right. uh, you know, something if it's, you know, if it's a little bit undercooked, Hey, you know, it's, it's as long as it's warmer than uh, sushi. But, you know, that's one of the things. A, a quick tip on a recipe is uh, uh, I have a recipe for halibut. It is uh, macadamia crusted. And what you do is you just take the, the halibut and cut it into pieces about the size of a deck of cards or a little smaller. Uh, do an egg wash, you know, in a, a flour or uh, a panko. Oh. All right. Well, that didn't work. We're going to call him back. Say hello, Frank. Frank. Uh, Not me. Go. Yeah. No. No. We're going to have to. We're going to have to call uh, um, Michael back. But anyway, let me finish the recipe. Is uh, you cut it into pieces about a little bit smaller, maybe than a deck of cards. Uh, you dip it in an egg wash, and then uh, you know some panko or flour, whatever you want, and then you take macadamia nuts and kind of crush them up into small pieces or chop them up and you press the uh, uh, the macadamia into it and then you saute it in uh, with a little bit of peanut oil in the skillet until it just gets golden brown and my some years ago my daughter who would not allow fish in her kitchen you know she had some people over and I uh, I made some and brought it over to her and about a week later, she calls me up and she goes, now, how do you make that stuff? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. I'll tell you my favorite way to do Mike, so. Michael, you back? I, I am. Uh, okay, sorry about sorry about that. that. I no, I, I just gave a, a tip on halibut for macadamia-crusted halibut. But anyway, go ahead, Frank. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, what I love to do, I have these copper-thin sheets, and I put them on the barbecue. I, they have the Kansas City barbecue sauce. I use my own that's from Kansas City, and I do it on the barbecue, 
and they turn out so mm -hmm. perfect it's mm -hmm. not even funny. Well, and if you've never tried barbecue silvers, try it. Yeah. Well, just a, a couple of a, a couple of quick points. We don't have much time left, but uh, first of all, um, everybody knows that cedar plank salmon is is some of the best and the easy way to do it is just get a cedar fence uh, cedar plank from the from the uh, lumber yard cut it up into pieces soak it in water and you just put the you know the skin side down and put it on the barbecue and the outside edges will start to burn a little bit and smoke it and it the presentation is incredible besides that it tastes really good but uh, michael you know, one, one other thing john yeah. That instead of soaking that plank in water, yeah. soak, soak it in white wine. <laughs> Even better. I okay. like that. There you go. But, uh, Michael, real quickly, uh, you mentioned five types. And, of course, every salmon mm -hmm. has at least two names. You know, the king and the chinook. Correct. And to me, you know, I like the oil content, and that's my favorite. A lot of people would prefer silvers because it's not quite so oily. And the pinks, you know, I don't really see that much difference when I taste between a pink and a silver. And if you're going to smoke it, and then you've got the chum, uh, which is also known as a dogfish, and it's it's considered trash. But something interesting, as I see in the grocery stores now, they don't call it uh, chum. They call it keta salmon, fresh Alaska wild keta salmon. You know, which is a, to me is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's anyway. That's just a marketing thing. Yeah, um, and then, it is. Uh, yeah, and uh, and it's. <laughs> but anyway, we're gonna have to go. It looks like we're down to it. Um, so we're gonna have to take a. Looks like we're just about out of time here. Hey, hey, yeah. hey uh, Michael, we've only got a couple minutes left. The last segment. Would you mind hanging around? We'll finish up on that. Sounds like a plan. All right. Okay. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com. Listen to the show as many times as you want, and you might learn something. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. 
Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and this is Fish Hunt Talk Radio. And we we're going to make uh, Michael Briggs from Clover Pass, Alaska, Clover Pass Resort, excuse me. And it's not just Clover Pass Resort, is it, uh, Michael? No, no, we've got three here. We're going to call right downtown it downtown and did the guided fishing. Silver King Lodge is out on an island unto itself. It's a six-day, six-night trip, all self-guided. Yeah. And then Clover Pass Resort is kind of the best of both worlds, where you can go with a guide a day or two, self-guided for a day or two, and mix and match and sort of customize a trip for yourself at that at that resort. 136 mm-hmm. to 146. Uh, Frank, Frank, I'm sorry, but get away from the phone when you're talking to somebody else. But uh, <laughs> anyway... Um, uh, Michael, let's just kind of go over real quickly, people, about salmon. We were kind of joking about Kita salmon, which mm-hmm. was, you mentioned it was, it's actually known as chum, uh, traditionally mm-hmm. known as dog, uh, dog salmon. And mm-hmm. the reason it was called dog salmon is because that's what the indigenous people used to feed their sled dogs. Yeah. That's true. And also because they have sort of canine teeth. If okay. you, okay. you know, look at them, they've got these really sharp teeth on their mm-hmm. lower jaw. But, uh, you know, the marketing people, you know, they, they market and they sell it as Kita salmon. Mm-hmm. And, and you said that the sale, the, 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 the traffic went up three times when they changed the name? Well, the wholesale price tripled when wow. they changed the name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's, I think it's good smoked. But yeah. real quickly, so we've got, let's start with chum and then pink. Now, mm-hmm. pink, you know, a lot of people yeah. go, you know, you use it for halibut bait, certainly. But, you know, I, I like it smoked. But even, you know, I, I have a hard time telling the difference between pinks and the silvers. Well, and of course, if, if you're looking at two raw fillets, the pink one will be much paler than yeah. the than in silver. silver salmon. Mm-hmm. Silver gets that rich, dark yeah. red color that everybody, mm-hmm. you know, associates with salmon. Right, right. And the, uh, but anyway, every salmon has two names at least. So the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the pinks are also called humpies because as they get older, they get a hump on their back. Mm-hmm. And then the silvers are also called coho, uh, which yep. can be even more confusing. And then, of course, the chinook or the king. So for some reason, mm-hmm. they all have two names. So it's easy to get confused. But uh, yeah, uh, and we were talking about the quality of the meat. Uh, you know, some people prefer the silvers over the kings. I prefer the kings because I like the oil soft content. But uh, uh, I'm a silver guy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm a silver guy. Silvers, too. you know, you, 
we get them, for, you know, you freeze them below, you know, minus four for 24 hours. And if there's anything, you know, parasitic, oh. that's all killed. So oh. once that's done, I just take those silvers, slice them and eat them raw. Oh, you know, that's a good point. That's a good point. Because yeah. you, your flash freezer, how far down does that pull them? We, we actually go to minus 10. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. that, you know, if you cook it or if you freeze it below a certain temperature, then if there's if there anything that yeah. might harm you, yeah. that's taken care of at that point. But, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good when point. I get and back, so I put them in my sub-zero. you take the fish from our place, you're going to have, have mm-hmm. it already ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, um, you know, it's if somebody wants to go up to visit you this year, I guess there's a chance, but it's getting late, and you're, you've been booked heavy this year. We we had more people that wanted to go on the trip, but there's no more rooms. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, Silver King and Clover Pass I really don't have anything left for the rest of the year. If somebody wanted to come up and do some silver salmon fishing in September and do it with a guide, yeah, I do have a little bit of space at Cedars Lodge. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, using a guide is always a good idea. <laughs> yeah, for me. no matter where and, you go. Anyway, and that is um, cloverpassresort.com. And, or if uh, you want to take a peek at all of the lodges, you can go to Ketchikan, Alaska. Say that again. We lost you. Ketchikan, no, com. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're, we're losing you again. Say that one more time. Ketchikan, <laughs> Uh, what do you must be on a satellite phone? Ketchikanalaska.com, is that what you said? All right, well, anyway. Ketchikanalaskafishing.com. <laughs> okay, Michael, we appreciate you taking all the time away from us because I know it's busy up there for you right now. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. And, Frank, thank you very much. We had a great trip. Uh, and we did bring back fish. So we'll That's have to figure right. out what to do with it now. Uh, state, uh, remember to send me an email if you can remember the name of uh, uh, the lodge that we talked about earlier at John at Fish Talk Radio. Uh-huh.